0: I feel that for the last few weeks. Matt needs Brewers Outlet more than ever. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, Domestics, Micro brews, best selection of beer anywhere. Look, you got 1070 on in the car. Just drive over to Reagan Street. Stock up now. It's a Friday. What the heck? Not a lot going on tonight? Yeah, you, know, you want to make sure you're fully stocked. You know, plenty of snacks, wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks, lots of snacks.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely well, ready for a couple cold ones.
0: i tell you right now, it's you got to go home, settle down, kind of forget about life for a while. Yeah, so that's what you need to do. Your team is bad. It's just the way it goes.
1: <laughs> but you know what? The hockey and basketball teams are doing okay right now, so it's all good.
0: Yeah, it's January. All right, so... Um... <laughs> and the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none. All at Brewer's Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. and We're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street, in Sunbury... Sunbury Motors Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Great deals across the board. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Hyundai just had a record year. And great pre owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. It's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street and Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Our play by play call of the day. Into the way-back machine we go. In 2001? Um, bum No, this wouldn't be. The year's not right. It's not 2001. When they lost to Michigan? Because... Well, it's Michigan
1: State. That was my typo.
0: Yes, because it was actually this was in the Elite 8 not in the Sweet 16 do you want to know why? because in 2001 in the Georgia Dome I broadcast the Penn State Temple Sweet 16 game that Temple won Michigan State beat Gonzaga in the other half of the bracket and then Michigan State beat Temple to get to the Final Four Here's here's that moment Michigan State by seven at 69-62. And the top seeded Michigan State Spartans and your final four are going back to the final four. This one was a fight. Nothing easy. Great contest, Fern, great play with you as well. Thank you, Billy. Great to spend time with John Cheney this week. He is—he is a teacher in every sense of the word, and he is a wise, wise man. We're in line quest with Bill Raftery. That was also part of the fun of that week was getting to spend a lot of time with the two of them. As a matter of fact, down in Atlanta. So you're trying to throw these curveballs in there? You act like I have not had a career. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> I mean, you act like I haven't had a career. <laughs> you think you can just pull the wool over my eyes? The last thing you expected that it was that I was involved in the it's somewhere down there in the game.
1: <laughs> oh, that's not surprising to me.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, next week, Kim Jones is going to join us on Monday. John Clayton on Wednesday, and believe it or not, our intrepid reporter here, you working and may have an opening possibly to Brett Veach.
1: Possibly. We'll see.
0: Possibly. It's a it's a long shot. Yeah. But it's a shot we're taking. We're trying. Yeah, it's a shot we're taking. I mean you didn't want to take the shot. Somebody encouraged you, then you found out maybe (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Yeah it's Yeah. It's like one of those days of working with the city. I can't do that. Why don't you try can't do it? I don't want to hear what you can't do. I want to hear what you can do. All right. (laughs) Have a little bit of fun with this. All right. Parth's done a great job at the Center Daily Times. This guy joined in this season, so he hasn't had the full Penn State experience. But welcome to the show. It's great to have you with us.
2: No, y'all got it. Y'all got it right. I appreciate that. Um, Great to be on, Steve. Thanks. Thanks for having
0: me on. Absolute pleasure to have you on the show. It's the first time we've had you on, so let's uh, let's get cooking here with it. Uh, there was a five-week span from about December 15th to about now uh, where it would help shape the 2021 season for Penn State between early signing, transfers, people opting for the NFL, so forth. How do you think things went for Penn State in that five-week span?
2: Yeah, I think it went a lot better than, a, than people give it credit for. You know, um, you look at, the, look at the recruiting class, and I believe it's ranked like 23rd in the, in the nation. Um, obviously kind of not up to par with, with uh, the classes they've brought in in previous years, but the work they did in the, in the transfer portal. You know, yesterday they landed a, a fifth transfer yeah. um, just this offseason. So I think that's, that's been huge. It's going to help fill a lot of gaps in the roster.
0: Yeah, and that that's the important part. You have to be able to play the transfer game these days, Parth. There's no question about that. And you know, I mean, I know James Franklin wants to bring people in and get them ingrained in in Penn State football and and have them go through their career here. But they've had to play the game this week as everybody else is.
2: No, absolutely. I think that's something that Franklin um, has talked about. I think he talked about it on on early signing day when he spoke to us, and he talked about it again last week when he talked to us. Um, just about how you know he and Penn State are are both kind of evolving with this current model of college football Um, like you like you mentioned he's kind of a more at least seems like my first year on the beat so he seems like more of a traditional guy kind of likes to recruit guys and have them in the program for three or four years but um, you know nowadays with with player movement you know this offseason is almost like a like a free agency of sorts in college football so you have to play that game you've got to bring in guys who can you know, contribute right away, and and ideally, guys who will be eligible right away.
0: What was your thought, Parth, on the hire of Mike Yurcich to be the offensive coordinator?
2: You know, Steve, I thought it was interesting at first. Um, you know, all season you hear from from Franklin, and we spoke to Soraka in December, um, and you, and you hear that. Obviously, with the pandemic, there wasn't a lot of um, kind of time to, to build chemistry with the staff and install that new offense so you would think that given the circumstances, you know, Kirk would have another chance, you know, get another shot in a, in a year where hopefully things are more normal this fall. But, you know, I, I do get it at the same time, you know, obviously Mike Yerzich is a guy that, you know, James had his eye on. Um even kind of dating back to to last season um when he did hire Kirk. So, um I think if it wasn't Mike, would it have happened? Um I'd say no, but who knows.
0: Uh also uh, I moving forward what do you think this means now for the quarterbacks, especially Sean Clifford in this spot? Look, he's going into what would be his third season as a starter. Should he win the job again, what do you think this means for him?
2: Yeah, I think it. I think it does change things there because you got a you got a new offensive coordinator. So kind of everybody's at a level playing field in terms of the you know quarterback position, especially. Um, it's not a case where you know Kirk Characka is coming back and you know Sean Clifford and Will Levis had that year with Kirk. Um, now you got Mike Yurish coming in, and you know nobody's had a year with Mike, right? So you know I think I think James said it. Franklin said it best. You know when we talked to him last week, um, they're going to look at every position on the roster, and um, if they can find a guy, you know, the transfer portal at quarterback that can, you know, immediately help, immediately contribute, that is a better fit. That gives them a better chance of, of winning games next season. Then they'll likely do it.
0: Parth, what do you think it's going to mean? Not just for. Mike Yursich, but also for everybody to get a full spring practice in.
2: Yeah, that would be absolutely huge. I think, you know, we talked about obviously Yursich and, you know, him being new to the staff. I think obviously that was one of the main issues last year. You know, you had uh, you know Kirk Sharaka and um a couple other, you know, members of that staff that were in their first seasons and they didn't have that time to, to kind of bond and to kind of get things um get things sorted out, you know, in, in the spring. Um obviously we we don't We don't really know yet you know what the spring will look like uh you know sandy barber talked to us on tuesday and said there you know there will be spring ball as far as she knows right now but um there hasn't been any word you know officially from the big 10 conference about that so i guess we have to kind of wait and see but yeah to have a normal spring um to have just you know some sort of normalcy going into august would be absolutely huge for penn state football
0: you said it's your first year in the beat, so you yeah, know normalcy was completely different. You did everything by Zoom, <laughs> uh, so you really oh haven't had the the full Penn State experience. But what was the experience like for you, Barth?
2: Yeah, Steve, it was interesting, um, definitely interesting. You know, I moved to a place that I had never really been, um, didn't really know anybody here, and uh, you know, on top of that, like you said, everything's virtual, everything's on Zoom, so you're not really getting that you know kind of in person interaction um, with people and um, even aside from that, you know, covering games in a an in empty Beaver stadium, you know, when I first, <laughs> when I, when I first got this gig, uh, when I was first hired, you know, in August, um, obviously all you hear about is, uh, you know, how, how cool that is to cover games at Beaver stadium and how the press box shakes and, you know, 110,000 fans for a whiteout and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I didn't get any of that this season, you know, yeah. so yeah, I think normalcy would be big for not only the program, but for me going into my second year on the beat.
0: Give me an intriguing personality on this team. That yeah, I know these are all on Zoom, so the, the opportunity to get the one-on-one is not there, but somebody that you find to be an intriguing personality on this team that you really enjoy hearing more about and would like to know more about.
2: Wow, that's a really tough question. I think... I'm going to go with kind of a, a more obvious answer here. I'm going to go with Jahan Dotson. Sure. You know, Dotson's a guy who um, obviously was one of the best receivers in the big 10 um, led the conference in receiving yards and, and receiving touchdowns, I believe. But it, you know, it's so quiet. Um, you know, you talk to the guy and he really doesn't say much. I, I wrote about Dotson um, in December and I spoke to his parents and um obviously you get a lot more information from a guy like that from his folks than you do from him, um, given that he's so reserved and quiet.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. But he decided to come back. So let's let's continue with John Dodson for a moment. For Mike Yurcich, how important was that? And now, he made the decision before Mike got the job. But how important was it that Mike Yurcich looks over and, and number five is still there on offense for him?
2: Oh, that's absolutely huge. You know, like I said, Jahan's, uh you know, one of the best receivers in the Big Ten conference. Um and to have a weapon like that, you know, coupled with Parker Washington, um, also you got, you know, Keandre Lambert Smith that receiver who is likely gonna take a big step forward, you know, un- under under Mike Yursich Um and to not only have those guys, but to have, you know, Noah Kane back at running back with Devin Ford and with um Kevon Lee, you know, that's that's huge. But Good. I think it all starts with Jahan Dotson. That's that's their that's their best weapon on offense for sure.
0: Yeah, defensively of the guys that return, you didn't really get a chance part to see Tariq Castro Fields except for what a game and a half, maybe. Um, but you know, did he decide to come back? A guy like Brandon Smith, for example, which you saw a lot of this season, PJ Mustafer, Jaquan Brisker, what what does that core mean for Brent Pry moving forward?
2: Yeah, I think it I think it's huge. Um obviously it looked like the, the defense took a step back, certainly, you know, at the start of the season um, and they started to gel later on as the, as the season kind of went on. But just to have those guys back, obviously they're losing, um, they're losing Shaka Tony, you know, on the edge there, they're losing Jason Oway on, on the other side, you mm-hmm. know, there, um, but just to have, like you mentioned, the core of, you know, Brandon Smith, Tariq Castro fields, hopefully have a, you know, a full season, you know, in 2021, Um, and a lot of other guys in secondary as well. You'd look at, at, uh, you know, Joey Porter jr. Um, and guys like that. Plus now you're adding, um, a couple guys on the defensive line who can come in and kind of plug some of those holes right away. Um, you know, Derek Tangela from Duke is a grad transfer. He'll be, Mm -hmm. he'll be eligible. Um, talk about, I don't want to butcher this kid's last name, but Arnold Ebiketti, I believe, you know, the guy from
0: Eviketti. Yep.
2: Eviketti. Okay. Arnold Ebiketti, you know, from, from temple, um, those are guys that can plug the holes left behind by Tony, uh, by Owe, and also, you know, Antonio Shelton, who left for Florida.
0: Penn State, between 2016 and 19, won 42 games. As we know, it's been well-documented, three 11-win seasons, three trips to New Year's Six Bowl games. Then, of course, 2020, I don't know if you can take out anything out of 2020 from anybody across the country. Uh, but how important is 2021 you know, to get the train back on the, uh, you know, really back on charging on the tracks.
2: Oh, it's absolutely, absolutely vital. You know, just like you said, Steve, you know, over the past, you know, four seasons before 2020, Penn State was as close as anybody, you know, to getting into the college football playoff. They were knocking right on that door with 311 win seasons and near six bowl appearances, um you know for for James Franklin and company to prove that you know 2020 was a one off and not a sign of things to come right. they've got to get it right this fall and it's not going to be easy look at the schedule um they don't have those typical FCS punching bags you know they're starting the season in Madison Wisconsin yeah. against a team that's <laughs> likely going to be ranked you know yeah. in the preseason then they've got Ball State you know the defending MAC champion it it's not good. going to be an easy schedule at all
0: it was very good then <laughs> then they got Auburn
2: yeah, and you know Auburn obviously, Devin. You had coach coming in and stuff, so a uh, little bit different there for for their football program. But you know, it's certainly an SEC opponent with SEC level talent on the roster.
0: How much are you looking forward to actually seeing the real scene here? Like the real scene where you get to go to a media day, you get to go to the stadium, you know, and you get to experience the old. You know, I'll give you a quick story, part. Uh, there, it was I think it was the Ohio State game, two thousand five, and the press box is shaking a little bit and. Jack Ham looks over at me in a commercial break and says, are we okay up here? And I said, geez, Jack, I don't know. I'm an announcer, not an engineer. No clue. <laughs>
2: so- <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. That's hilarious. No, I'm absolutely looking forward to it. Um, like I said, Steve, you know, that's one of the main things that, you know, people were telling me when I got this job. I talked to, you know, one of my mentors, Jordan Roderick, used to cover oh, sure. Penn State football absolutely. You know, for our paper. Yep. Uh, Now it's with the Athletic covering the L.A. Rams, obviously. But, you know, that's one of the things she said. There's, you know, there's not a lot of places in the country, you know, like State College, um, like this area, Central Pennsylvania, that really, you know, as a community kind of rally behind this football program. And it's really a sight to see, as I've been told.
0: Well, you're doing uh, great work so far. You really are. Great work for the CDT on this covering the team. And uh, it was great to have you on. I hope it's the first of many times
2: we do get you on. Yes, sir. I appreciate it, Steve. Yeah, hope to be on soon again. Thank
0: you, Dia joining us from the Center Daily Times. Great to have you with us on the show today. We've been able to get more guests on because we feel like the blood pressure lowers for the co-host of the show. I'm just, I, mean, I have concerns. It does help. I mean, I'm just trying to keep you around. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I had a physical last week. They did my blood pressure.
1: And it turned out good, ISO? Uh,
0: is 107 over 80 good?
1: Uh, yeah, I think so.
0: <laughs> I mean, they asked if I was alive. All right. Uh, I said, yep, all good. I'm fine here. <laughs> He looked at me and said, You're not an Eagles fan, are you? Back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Great to have you with us on the show today. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the Beverage Supermarket. Imports, domestics, micro-brews, best selection of beer anywhere, wine coolers, water, soft drink, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. Pickle bar led by the Barrels and the Dills, indeed second to none. Well, with Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. All right, uh, John Chaney passed away today at the age of 89. And uh, John... uh, Incredible career. Never made the Final Four, got close. I mean, that'll be the, quote, negative of it. But how much he cared for his players, and he cared for his players. Very, very much. Um, Very, very much. I was talking earlier about labels. It's, you know, it used to be, well, the guy's a Prop 48. Well, all of a sudden, um, you sit there and go, okay, Prop 48. Now you've labeled a person. People don't think the person is smart. Um, And uh, that's not true. I mean, that's not even remotely true. Just turned out that in high school it didn't quite work out, or didn't work hard enough, or somebody didn't push hard enough, or something. I have to stop with the labels. Matt depressed. That's a label. Accurate, but <laughs> Matt angry. Although last year, sometimes it pays off. We were on the sixth hole last year, and he was just about to set the swing, and I said Doug Peterson, he hit it three hundred.
1: We'll have to do that again next Purdy tournament.
0: May have to do that 18 times. <laughs> Taking your calls at 800 795 9565. This is The Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great new inventory. Fabulous pre owned inventory. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. And today's show brought to you by our great friends at Brewer's Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. Roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills. Indeed, second to none. Matt Freely admits he needs to go over and stock up at Brewer's Outlet tonight. Something to calm the nerves. Yes, I do. And with that we bring in the king.
3: Shamalama. What up?
0: <laughs> what you up to
3: there? You having a good time?
0: <laughs> having a good time? I'm always having a good time. Good. You know?
3: T V mm-hmm. twelve. You guys mad he's back
0: in it? No. I don't didn't really think too much about it one way or the other.
1: I just think it's only fitting at this point that his 10th Super Bowl makes this the first team, the host team, to
3: be in the game. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, how many fans are they going to allow in? It's
1: 22,000, and then 7,500 are be given out free to vaccinated healthcare care workers.
3: Oh, that's really cool. So it'll be good. good. Uh, Arian said... He felt like last weekend was the first game they played all year because the fans were in the stands. That was really difficult this year playing without fans.
0: The whole thing has not been easy, to be honest with you. It's yeah, I'm talking from the players' point of view. It has not (laughs) been easy.
3: Excuse me. (coughs) I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: (laughs) And that's you know I mean all the testing. All the worry week to week. Yeah. Not easy.
3: it sounds to me like they're starting to get a hold of things, and I think the change in administrations takes the political side out of it. So, you know, Boston opened everything. Boston's been closed. All of a sudden, oh, wow, look, we can open. You know? (laughs) Yeah it's you know it's a little bit too coincidental to, for me but i don't care what it is how it is just open things you know just yep. get things open let's go you know?
0: yeah well everybody's anxious for it uh i know that the vaccine ramp up has been happening uh yep. johnson and johnson which is a one shot vaccine yep evidently could be approved or at least they're going to ask for emergency approval as early as next week.
3: Not as effective, though. Is it? I only heard bits and parts of 85%, eighty-five percent. which is still very good.
0: Yeah, that's no, very good. No, it's very. No,
3: yeah, it good. just generates yeah. confidence. Yeah. Yeah. You
0: know, I mean, I right. tried to tell, I tried to tell Matt that Sirianni was eighty-five percent effective as a coach. That wasn't good enough.
1: Uh, I need ninety <laughs> or better. Yeah, I
0: mean, yeah, I, I, mean, I did, people I, crack I, me up. I get concerned.
3: I'm in manufacturing. That's what I do for a living. To even consider, you hear people saying there's just not enough vaccines. There's not the, It's impossible for there to be enough. They haven't had enough time to make enough. Uh, you're talking the whole world. We're not talking just the United States. You know, it. It to manufacture and to package and to send and to. I think they've done a remarkable job. It's still way too early, and by this time next year, I think it's going to be not an afterthought. But you know, a lot of people will be vaccinated, and the ones who don't want to, God bless you, you don't have to, you know, and move on. but We won't forget. But let's to hope we to don't tell, have a copy I try, of that out there.
0: I try to tell Matt every week when he's griping about the Eagles to move on. He, just, he just, <laughs> doesn't. doesn't like those words.
3: Oh, the Eagles are in rough shape, Matt. What are you gonna do? Who's the their question. head coach now? They hire someone.
1: Yeah, Nick Sirianni. He had his introductory <laughs> press conference today.
3: Oh, that's Nick Sirianni.
1: <laughs> yes.
3: That's funny. Is, is he qualified? Is he? What are his? Uh... I,
1: I I like the uh, did, hire. He he was under Frank. Did Reich. you see?
0: The, did you see the movie The Water Boy? No, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> uh, that would sum up the press conference today, yeah. <laughs> we learned he's not the greatest speaker in the world, but you know what? If you win football games, I can care less.
3: You know what? I got a little bone to pick. I'm a little bit tired of, like, Watson down in Houston. Um it. Uh, the- Players, you know, I'm not happy here. They want to pick who's going to be on the team. They want to pick who the coach is going to be. They want to have say in it, or they're going to. Why should you have any say in it? I don't. I don't get He was get happy. That.
0: He, he was happy enough a year ago. He signed a 156 million dollar contract. <laughs>
3: yeah, I, I don't. He was I ecstatic don't like on that like day. That. You're a 25 year old kid. You've never taken a financial risk in your life. The owner of that company took a huge financial risk to buy it. You don't tell him. He doesn't have to consult with you to do anything. Get in the real business world, you'll get fired. That's it. Go find another job, you know? It, it's. Can you imagine going to the head of your radio station and say, I want input on everyone who's hired here? He'd fire you in a minute. You right, but the, the only
1: problem was, though... The the Texans organization promised that he would have input, and then they didn't. So that's so that's why he's a little bit he has the beef with the with the yeah, organization, which that. is justifiable. A
3: little bit, you know. They changed their mind. You know, I don't. They're paying him a lot of friggin' money. To uh, I understand what you're saying, and you're and you're right, but it just rubbed me the wrong way. There's so many players like that, you know. What well, what do you okay, what's the team gonna do for me now? Well, we hired you and we're paying you. That's what we're gonna do for you and you perform. If you're not happy, request the trade, which he did, so well. I just think the Texans think are a
1: disaster to? of an organization. That's just me. The where? I I just think the Texans are a complete disaster of an organization.
3: But yeah, when they fired what's his name, that was wrong. So I'm horrible with names. What's your friend, Steve?
0: Bill O'Brien.
3: Yeah. yeah, they should not have fired him. That was a huge mistake. He turned that team around. So, um, did a well, good job he, down there. He's available, well, and I haven't heard his name come uh, up for offensive,
0: hire. Uh, offensive coordinator, Alabama.
3: Yep. Huh. Yep that
1: that was announced what last week I think wasn't it?
0: Yeah, last week. Yeah.
1: yeah.
3: That's a good
0: job. Yeah, Yeah, no, no, that's, I mean, you want to rehab your football image? You be the OC at... At Alabama, you be the anything at Alabama. Believe me, it's it gets you back on track immediately. In fact, I mean, Next
3: three I mean, years you'll have three Heisman Trophy quarterbacks.
0: I mean, I mean that's why nice that's kick. why for that's why for years the suit kept putting in to be the play-by-play guy at Alabama, and Eli Gold kept saying no. Back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WK. He had to rehab his image on News Radio 1070 WK. Okay. patronage so i guess what we're doing super bowl trivia
1: that is right king you want to start us off
3: i certainly will let's see where do you want to go halftime shows you want to what do you want i'm I'm ready to roll you roll
1: you, you roll with whatever you want we're ready
3: Okay, I'll go local. What player holds the record for the most career rushing yards in Super Bowl games? Career? Yep.
0: Oh, I suppose I would go with Emmett Smith.
1: That's what I was going to say.
3: I gave you a hint. I'll go local. Oh, Local. It would have to be a team in your area that played in a lot of them.
0: <laughs> it's not Franco, is it?
3: Yep. Franco Harris, 354 ah. total yards.
0: Oh, that's great because I see Franco all the time. Uh, we'll just keep that quiet. Good <laughs> <laughs> cool? I... cool All right.
3: Russian. Wow. I'm not going to spoon feed you the rest of them. So.
1: All right, I'll go next. I'll start with the halftime stuff. Oh, geez. Who is this year's halftime show?
0: Oh, the oh. weekend next. Move on. <laughs> right. Hey, I
1: didn't think you knew that, so I was just testing you.
3: The guy who played the national anthem at the Chiefs game. <laughs> oh,
0: that That guy. <laughs>
3: That guy was awesome. I vomited during it.
0: He was 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 doing his his best Jimi Hendrix. That's what he was doing.
3: Oh, that was awful. My God. the Country's turning into a freak show. Um, (laughs) Boy, I should not. I I know who it is. I saw it.
0: I already said it. Just, just, I already said it.
3: Yeah, Steve said it.
0: I got it right.
1: Who is it? The band's name is The Weeknd. The weekend. Who? The who? The weekend. The,
0: yeah. The weekend. No, but it's spelled PM? differently.
1: The weekend. No,
0: the who, yeah, the who does the theme to CSI Miami? <laughs> All right.
1: So, um...
3: the weekend is a group.
1: Yes. Yeah. Brand new. Yeah.
3: Wow. Boy, that should be good.
1: <laughs> they have decent music. I've heard a couple songs. Okay. All right, next one. Okay. Who scored the
0: first? Who scored the first ever Kansas City Chiefs touchdown in the Super Bowl? Oh,
3: Len Dawson.
0: Close.
1: As I was going to say, Len too.
0: Curtis McClinton on a pass from (laughs) Len Dawson.
3: That was my second choice.
0: I'm sure it was.
3: Okay, let's go to back the halftime so, shows. So, what so think
0: about this. Had
3: think the highest this. rated Super Bowl halftime show to date.
0: Think oh. think about this. It, that very quickly, the Chiefs are going to play in their fourth Super Bowl. Two of the four will not be sellouts.
1: Wow, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, and oh, you're going the highest rated. Uh, Michael Jackson's halftime.
1: I'm going to go hey. with. That's not correct? No. I'm going to go with uh, the Janet Jackson mishap. Eh.
3: Uh, Katy Perry it's... 2015. Really? That was excellent. That was Holy a good cow. halftime that show. That was the best I've ever seen. I love Katy Perry, so I'd do it I do. Yeah.
0: I was ordering pizza. The
3: question was what artists had the highest rated Super Bowl halftime show? Ah, two okay. days. And it's Katy Perry 2015. Remember, she was flying around the yes, stadium yes. singing? That was cool.
0: I, I was getting pizza.
3: Steve <laughs> was getting take home. <laughs>
1: I was watching that game in my college apartment my senior year.
3: Wow. <laughs> Let's see, my college senior year. Ever, Steve, we went down. We were at your apartment, me and George. And the Oakland Raiders were playing. Was it the Oakland Raiders or Pittsburgh Steelers? 1970, 1980, maybe. If it was 1980,
1: it was against the Eagles.
0: 80 was the Rams. No, was it the the Steelers or the the Rams? I think the Steelers were in the Super Bowl. 79, yeah,
3: 71 maybe.
0: Seventy nine Steelers played the Rams. Okay. Which is the so night we there And um Jack did not play in the game. It was in the Rose Bowl. Uh and we were standing on the on the field at the Rose Bowl, yeah, was it three years ago now? And he points up to the press box, he said, Super Bowl fourteen, Steve. Jackie Boy was safe and sound up there with an ankle injury. <laughs> oh,
3: that's got to be hard! Wow,
0: he played the other th- three others. He, 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 believe me, he did not seem crushed.
3: <laughs> oh, this is far along, I was just thinking, where were we? The same time Matt was in this, we were like, wow, in the late seventies. Oh, okay, who's th- <laughs> up?
1: All right. The what is the fi- what was the final score of the last Super Bowl Tom Brady played in? So this would be Super Bowl 53.
0: Was it 41
3: to 33? That was I'm the year before, you're right? 24.
0: Oh, you talk! Oh, you about the Rams game, the 13-3 game. Yeah, 13-3, 13-3 game yeah. with the Rams. That, that was an awful game.
1: Yes,
3: it was.
0: Oh my that God, that was
3: so, the it, lowest. Forever. Yes.
0: Oh, I mean the the Rams and the uh, Dolphins are the only two to ever play a Super Bowl and not score a touchdown.
1: All right, Steve, you're up now.
0: Penn State's Jimmy Cephalo caught a touchdown pass in the Super Bowl for the Dolphins. Who threw it?
3: Dan Marino.
1: Yeah, I got nothing. <laughs>
0: David Woodley.
3: Oh, wow.
0: You wonder why they didn't win. All right, (laughs) (laughs) so. What
3: happened to Marino? He didn't play the whole game?
0: No, he wasn't with them yet. Wasn't with them yet. Yeah.
3: Oh, okay. That's a good question. That's a real good question.
0: Oh, I'm doing these off the cuff. Who knows? They might be wrong.
3: Yeah, they're probably wrong. Yeah. Who was the first left-handed quarterback to get a Super Bowl ring?
0: First left-handed quarterback to get a Super Bowl ring. Well... yeah, you know, obviously Steve Young played in the doggone thing, and he was a backup. So I'll, I'll, I'll go with the obvious. I'll go with Steve Young.
1: Yeah, that's the only one I can think of, too. Steve Young.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, there may be a backup quarterback that was left-handed, but... Oh, a, no, Kenny, Kenny Stabler. Stabler. Kenny Stabler. Uh, Kenny Stabler. Yeah. Nope. That's why right. I bounced back there. I got it.
1: All right. Um...
0: God. And believe me, Kenny Stabler passed away, but he used to be the Alabama color analyst. That was one fun guy to talk to. <laughs> <laughs>
3: he He died?
0: Yeah, Kenny's passed away. Yep.
1: Oh gosh. Yeah. That was a few years ago, wasn't
0: it? Uh I'd say what four years ago maybe? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: Oh. Breaks my heart. Alright.
1: Last time Tom Brady won the Super Bowl MVP was which game?
2: <laughs>
0: uh bluetooth, so, but I don't know. Um Super Bowl
3: fifty-two.
1: <laughs> That'd be incorrect.
3: Okay.
0: <laughs> that's that's your that's your team. That was when that's
1: the Eagles beat right them. Oh, Super Bowl no, that's 51? why you're giggling. They lost that the, game. Okay.
0: Fifty-one. Correct don't
1: answer is forty-nine.
0: Forty-nine. All right. The correct here's the answer one, is Tom okay.
3: Brady is back at another Super Bowl, okay. and the Eagles oh. hired a new coach today.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes. <Okay. laughs> now, I get to ask this one. Name the first non-quarterback to throw a pass in the Super Bowl.
3: Oh, boy. Is that the pass
0: to Fogg? No. This is, this is, you, you guys will not get it, but you're going to love the answer.
1: Um, Antoine randall L.
0: Threw a touchdown pass. He did, but he's not the first.
3: Um I have no idea.
0: Dave Chucchini, you're gonna love me for this. Sam Haverlack of Bucknell. Really? <laughs> for the Baltimore Colts. Bucknell's Sam Haverlack. How he completed about that? the He completed the pass. He was the first non quarterback, the first halfback option pass ever in the Super Bowl, cool. Super Bowl five. Wow. There you go. I gotta keep
1: that yeah. one in the back pocket.
0: Well, this is, hey. somebody's got to localize this show, Catrilla.
3: <laughs> How much did a ticket to the very first Super Bowl cost?
0: Oh, my goodness. Oh, I'm trying to remember what what Eddie's in-laws paid. Because you know Ed Russell. You know Eddie, right? See? Hey, you, you know Eddie Russell, right? You no. met Eddie Russell a lot. Oh, my buddy Eddie Russell. His wife Mickey I grew probably up in know Green him, Bay. I'd have yeah. to see him, so. He grew up grew up in Green his his wife Mickey grew up in Green Bay. And I was around you know, her mother finally passed away about a year ago. They were the original Packer season ticket holders and they went to the first Super Bowl. So I'm gonna say what the highest price ticket for that game, I'm gonna say twelve dollars.
1: I'll say fifteen
3: ding 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 steve 12 bucks there we go
0: again again they went to the game
3: <laughs> we're
0: a yeah, week away baby no, her parents went to the game again the ability to localize the questions